Hey guys, it's me, Radical Ray, and I kind of wanted to talk about women's separatists today. Women's separatism, separatism, female separatism, and how I feel it's incredibly integral to radical feminism and for actual legitimate progress. The reason why I want to speak about this is because we we know as radical feminists how important it is for men to not be in our spaces so we can speak freely so we can speak without discrimination in regard for men's feelings we know that it's really really important to our health and safety as well to have female only spaces women's only spaces adult human female spaces this goes beyond adult women as well this goes for female children and having their own space it's so hard to avoid the propaganda everywhere right the misogyny the patriarchy everywhere that we need more women's only spaces to combat this I feel as though we're running in circles trying to put out all these fires when we can't even put out one and a lot of it has to do with the fact that we don't have radical feminists advocating for women's separatism now what I feel to be women's separatism is not a planet of segregation even though I will touch upon this later in this episode. I'm not even advocating for segregation in restaurants. And yes, a curfew for men would be nice. I'll touch upon that later. That's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our political spaces, our book clubs, our restrooms, our locker rooms, our classrooms, I think classrooms is probably one of the biggest the biggest um, spaces where women need or girls need their own spaces and you know female teachers teaching girls but the the content of which you know of the stuff they're being taught is also just as important yes the schools can be co-ed but it's absolutely so important that we teach about patriarchy that we have radical feminist teachers teaching about patriarchy to girls and the reason why I say children and this is so important is because we have queer theory running rampant and it's polluting the LGB community now I hear lesbian and gay people talk about heteronormative cultures and so forth. Now, to a degree, I get what they're saying because I am not a homosexual. But for me, I think the defining factors need to be there of what even a crush means how we how we describe that to a kid 
you know telling a girl that a boy abusing her and pulling her hair and being mean to her and calling her names is not a crush that boy cannot express himself he lacks emotional intimacy he lacks the intellectual capacity to tell you how he feels or he's a chicken shit like do not accept this behavior from any man do not tolerate this abuse from any man because even if you don't spank your children and they learn this in school they're still going to tolerate that abuse so it's just talking yourself in circles of you know what is good for children what isn't good for children well you got to remember it the, the term it takes a village to raise a kid meant community involvement and so the community is getting involved whether you like it or not so it's important to talk to children about this number one but number two what does a crush even mean you know you could describe it to a kid as like when you have feelings towards an, towards another person that maybe you like them a lot or you know just even these descriptors are kind of beating around the bush because you're not gay for liking your friend a lot you're not gay for wanting to hug your friend or to hold your friend's hand that doesn't make you gay that doesn't make you a lesbian wanting to be affectionate can be a part of human connection but it's just been so beaten out of us and and pornographied to such a capacity we've developed like this really conservative culture around it because we are afraid to even talk about it now i'm not saying be free with your body i'm not saying be naked everywhere i'm not saying dress you know dress really provocative i'm not saying that what i am saying is that telling kids that they have really strong feelings for a person that may be the same sex does not make them gay or lesbian you have to be very specific with how you even describe a crush you know when they ask you these questions what does a crush mean well do you want to kiss them on the mouth like i know that may be too far but you know that can be what it you know do you want them to be your girlfriend or boyfriend or do you just like them a lot as a friend you know you have to kind of put these descriptors in place the reason why i think it's really important to teach patriarchy to young men and women and have radical feminists teach it and first and foremost in my fantasy of course all teachers are radical feminists right and all boys and girls are learning about it is because they're it's absolutely important to you know have boundaries as a child and to empower children to have boundaries it's so so important to tell them hey if you feel really uncomfortable with hugging anybody you don't have to hug anybody if you feel uncomfortable with being their friend or seeing them or you saw something you absolutely that's okay that is normal we need to give people especially children the power to say no uh, they are the most <laughs> the most vulnerable in society are children and and then we have the queer theory running rampant telling kids that they have to be free and they have to be loving and they have to accept everybody and they have to but there are boundaries that are just like this is crossing a line and when you 
tell somebody that they're no longer allowed to have boundaries because it makes them a bigot especially children they're going to be afraid to say no even if this person is older than them and there is a power imbalance it's not okay this is why it's important to have female only spaces in school where little girls can talk amongst each other and decide amongst each other what is actually fun without the influence of boys picking on them or being mean to them this is what I view to be one of the biggest steps towards matriarchy and and I'm talking about as of current of course if I could snap my fingers and be in a fantasy land none of this would even have to be explained but I'm saying as of right now we start our steps toward matriarchy tomorrow this is something we would have to push for and it would start in schools and it would and it would have to be a very aggressive movement The reason why I say this is because it's going to take a while, if we started tomorrow, a while before all men on the planet were socialized in this manner, to basically submit to radical feminism ideology. And and, and that right there, just saying that sentence, all women know well that can't happen right we can't get men in the middle east to submit to radical feminist ideology we can't get men in these areas to submit to radical feminism ideology we can't even get men in america to do it men in the uk and so forth we have a lot of legislation being passed right now that's completely eradicating women's rights so some of this I feel like it's because we're all over the map in regards to steps towards matriarchy do we want matriarchy what does matriarchy look like and once again if we had female only spaces or women's only spaces we could actually discuss this if we weren't consistently being cancelled or blacklisted or taken down then we could actually legitimately discuss this and steps towards matriarchy aren't you know dressing a certain way it's not consuming certain things uh as far as money goes like clothes and food it's um not the profession you choose as women and it it really needs to be focused on regardless of what you do regardless of your political affiliation regardless of your religion and this is important because I feel that if all men on the planet were gone tomorrow, boom, right? All men were gone on the planet tomorrow. Islam would probably exist in a cultural manner, but less of a religious manner. But I feel that way about all religion. I don't think women would be out there aggressively upholding religion. And if anything, it would probably turn into more of a spiritual aspect and a cultural aspect of just maintaining certain traditions that aren't inherently harmful to them because that consistent indoctrination would disappear it's men who consistently indoctrinate these women and tell them that they have to do this or they're going to hell or they're going to the bad place or they're you know or they get punished they get beat or they get killed or they you know or they get forcefully raped by their husbands and all of this horrific shit and if men just disappeared on the planet tomorrow that would just cease to exist 
However, we can't get men to disappear on the planet, right? So we have to develop these only spaces and we have to give women that power, that voice, that recognition, that time, that energy to feel seen, to feel heard so she can be more powerful in her convictions, I guess is what I'm looking for. So she can stand firmly in her words and her views and she can then speak about it to other women and then we can pass it on this is what this is important and with men in our spaces we can't do this if we have to consider male feelings and male genitalia and male ideology and uphold these rigid gender roles it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen now earlier i brought up the curfew now recently online a woman said maybe she should implement a curfew for men and men lost their mind but what I find really funny about this is a like not a really long time ago but a year ago now I mentioned on my stories on my social media that every single town is a sundown town for women all women have an unspoken curfew we cannot be out late We cannot ride the buses or public transportation alone. We have to lock our doors when we're driving. If it gets any kind of smidge of dark, you better make sure you have weapons on you. You got to be ready to kill. You got to be ready to assault somebody because somebody, a man, not even somebody, a man is ready to attack you. You have to check the back seats of your car. You have to make sure you get off at certain times. You have to make sure somebody walks you out to your car. All places on earth are a sun downtown for women we have an unspoken curfew but yet men were complaining oh we got to be in by six o'clock how dare they like so their their privilege right there is just showing but it, it just makes me laugh because i actually posted about this and i asked a few specific questions in my stories i asked men specifically are they born inherently abusive and violent or are they socialized into it through pornography I call violent pornography you know is it that socialization and it was kind of an even split which was something I wasn't expecting to see so then the follow-up question was okay so if you believe we're socialized into it why do you guys uphold this ideology and I can't quite remember what I said on that one you know what I asked because it was a poll answer of you know one or the other and then the next one I asked so if you genuinely believe men are born this way then why aren't you for segregation because it's actually critical to women's safety we see the numbers and they're rising. It's horrific. We see the stuff women have to go through at the hands of men. So in, like, instead of segregation, you want women to be socialized to kill men without passing laws that make it okay for her to do so. So, you know, then we start to see the systemic cracks, right, of men's ideology and that. But if you if you believe men are born this way, then you then you have to be for women's separatism as well. You and and genuine separatism, like segregation. We have to absolutely segregate ourselves from society 
from men. Now, I went on to explain my view of it. And my view of it would, you know, just generalities. You know, men would have the Northern Hemisphere, women would have the Southern Hemisphere, or vice versa. And in order to have any kind of men or partnership with men, because I don't believe sexuality is a choice, and I understand there are plenty of heterosexual women and women who want to be with men, which is completely fine, you know, it would have then that, you know, indoctrination of teaching radical feminism to men would have to start. There would have to be many tests in class they would have to pass in order to be accepted into the woman's world. Or the woman could leave into the man's world and she could always be accepted back, but the man can't come with her because those tests were never passed kind of thing. And I went on to explain this and I got a lot of heat, of course, from men because they don't, that's impossible. That just doesn't work. That's just not this. But then I sit there and reflect. I'm like, there are times when men literally expelled whole communities from countries with murder you know, and it's just insane to me. Like that to them is more of a conceptual idea than women safely having to have spaces for their own through global laws and movement. And it's just in their admittance that they would rather kill and murder than let women be free and live happily ever after, even without the oppression of men. And I'm not saying, you know, it would be perfect immediately because women have not been allowed to make mistakes, which is another reason why we need women's separatism. You know, we have not been allowed to make mistakes. I've mentioned this in my past few other podcasts and a few other episodes. In order to become better at what you do, we have to be allowed to make mistakes. This has never been granted for women. And it's not allowed because we don't have women's only spaces. The judges we have are men through the scope of men and men's laws, men's history, men's comparison. You know, like even in women's sports, we're constantly compared to men. And it's like, why can't it be its own thing compared to its own thing? Why can't it just stand on its own two legs? Why does it have to be consistently compared to men? You know, this is the importance of female separatists and women's separatism. I I should just say women's separatism. But I don't want any confusion for anybody out there. I mean women, adult human females. This is why it's important for this to happen to women. This is why it's important that men also... Because if we have to share the planet with men, then it's absolutely integral that they are inundated with radical feminism. You know, it's... I have so much I want to say at once, so I'm so sorry I keep pausing, but it's it's just, it kind of just takes my breath away. You know, I just kind of like the sails, the wind comes out of my sails a little bit because it's all so overwhelming, you know, you get... You want female separatists, you want steps towards matriarchy, and you want to stop being abused while it happens. And, and you know, while saying all of this, that your, your chances for abuse are more likely to increase. Threats are more likely to increase. You have to watch your back even harder when you speak out about these things, which makes it harder for women to speak out about them. 
And so that's why I am of the mindset that it is so fundamental to radical feminists to be female separatist and to really make sure that we are actually manifesting women's only spaces and and through the scope of social media um there i'm in you know a few radical feminist group chats which i absolutely love because i feel like a lot of conversation is being had uh a lot of uh views are being you know said and and there are valid points and there are great points and and i'm in these group chats before i even post onto social media and before i even speak out on my podcasts because i'm already standing in my convictions when i say these things and the only opinions i accept are from women and i feel like especially in a social space this is really important and we need to arm women that's why I want to teach radical feminism in schools and arm girls of what misogyny looks like of you know things to not accept from people even women will have internalized misogyny they are not the upholders of patriarchy they are the victims of patriarchy they are we are the enslaved class Uh, we don't have a choice in the matter you know unlearning all of it is so difficult it's so hard is something you will probably have to do for the rest of your life and men don't even have to unlearn it they just have to stop doing it so for women it's unlearning and then stopping reversing and then trying to find a pathway out of our enslavement with each other and developing a sisterhood a bond when men have already had the brotherhood Men have already had the bonds. Men already have the capital, the access. Men already have the votes. Men already have the voice. Men already have the power. All they have to do is just stop upholding patriarchy. They just have to stop. And to consistently be asked by men, you know, what can I do? I'm like, literally just stop doing what you're fucking doing. Read about radical feminism. Go pick up a radical feminist book. Read about it going to make you really uncomfortable you're not going to be joyful but it's something you need to hear and something you need to see it's absolutely important to the women around you that men start preaching this shit like gospel and from the words the exact words not your interpretation of it but the exact words from the book being read I don't want any male interpretation of radical feminism. I want them to look at the words on the paper and say it to the words of these men. And if they have any questions to go talk to a radical feminist, if they have any concerns, talk to a radical feminist. We don't want rebuttals. We've heard them all. We don't want men's opinions about radical feminism. We don't care. We've already heard it. This is why we're radical feminists. Literally what men can do, and I will repeat it again, is let's just say you're reading a book by Andrea Dworkin. Read it verbatim. Have any questions? Ask a radical feminist. Don't interpret it. Maybe even come to the radical feminist saying, hey, this is what I think it means. What do you think? I've already done my research and I know you're doing your research. 
but I just want to make sure I'm right on this research. I don't want you asking other men what they think about women's issues because it just needs to be told to other men. This is the privilege men have. Men don't listen to women. They haven't listened to us. Another reason why I'm a woman separatist. There is no reason to waste our time and energy explaining things to men, coddling men, carrying men on our goddamn backs when they will turn around and, you know, sell our bodies, sell our dignity, force us into horrific situations and, in, and use our body, use our mind, use our time, use our energy for their own self gain. They don't care. They show they don't care. And I even challenge women currently, if you are in a relationship with a man, if you have male friends, maybe you even know what I'm already talking about, but you will see just through casual conversations with them, hold them to a standard you would hold a stranger on the internet, a stranger man or a stranger man you don't know. Listen to the words, ask their opinions, something random about women ask their opinions on prostitution ask their opinions on the words hoe, slut thought ask their opinions on this ask their opinions about black women ask them, go ahead ask their opinions on spicy Latinas go ahead, ask them You will see immediately the ingrained misogyny. Once again, it doesn't even have to be malicious, but it's there. And it's... And if you decide to approach this subject, you know it's going to be an argument, right? As a woman, you're like, God, if I even say anything, this is going to be a whole ordeal. What do I even do at this point? Who knows, right? But I implore you to understand this is why it's important to have female-only spaces. Because even at the end of the day, a man who's really close to you is going to view you in that exact manner that I had just spoken of. Asking for sexual photos or news or sexual favors or keeping you around for emotional labor, whatever the case may be, that's how it is. And I'm not saying that's okay. I'm not saying that's acceptable. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish they could, you know, their attraction, the heterosexual man's attraction for a woman could be different. You know, we view men as whole human beings, even if we are attracted to them. We're not going to, you know, oppress them. We're not going to subjugate them. We're not going to sit here and think of them in the least possible way at all, right? For women, it takes a horrific breakup or a bad relationship for us to finally see that because we hold men to the standard we want to be held. And it's, it's something we can't do anymore. Is something we have to stop doing. It's something we have to start doing for other women. And which is why radical feminism is integral 
like the female only spaces is integral to radical feminism now i know that sounds really ridiculous to say but believe it or not there are plenty of radical feminists who feel like a communal space would be beneficial which to a capacity i agree but i only agree to the the ideology that it's actually being taught in an educational manner and not just some casual conversation that we are like i'm currently having with everybody who's listening currently i think the only time we can have a communal arrangement with men is like i said mentioned before through (laughs) hardcore testing before he's accepted into the matriarchy or it's being aggressively taught in schools and with women we know once again we're gonna have to fight men on this but also the tqia part of the lgb movement So while I'm riffing on about female separatists and segregation and curfews, I also just want to add that, you know, today is D-Trans Awareness Day, and there are plenty of, you know, D-Transers out there whose stories are important to hear. I also want to throw in, in this episode, that if, go seek out detransitioning stories, If you are a man listening to this, please go seek out detransitioning stories. There are a lot of women who, like, especially if you're listening to this, you're probably more of the mindset of a radical feminist. So you understand what transitioning can do and how harmful it is. And once again, you understand that I'm not saying trans people are all, all trans people are inherently evil, but they are being preyed upon. And we see them getting younger and younger and younger because either parents are afraid to say no because they don't want to come across as evil harmful bigots and they feel like they are bigoted themselves so they've been brainwashed they've been brainwashing gaslit right and then this is being taught in school and even through sexual harassment courses which i recently just went through a sexual harassment course i have to go through one every single year for my job and even in my sexual harassment course i was told that it's harassment if I use the wrong pronouns for somebody. You know, or if I see a man in my restroom, I can't say anything. That was in my sexual harassment uh, story, or not story, course. So just keep in mind that children also are subjugated, uh, subjected to this. So I need men to look up detransitioning stories. I need men to understand how it's misogynistic and harmful. There is some nuance to it, but it's pretty on the surface. It's the nuance is everyone's story reasoning to transition in the first place is different, but their detrans all stems from the same mindset of I was preyed upon because of patriarchy. I was preyed upon because of misogyny and I did it because I am a misogynist if you know you're a trans identified male so these stories are really 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 important and with D-Trans Awareness Day I saw a lot of women today saying you know we understand that trans people will exist yes of course we understand that we're, we're not out here like 
we're gonna eradicate all the trans people no (laughs) you know when trans people bring up the fact that you know trans people have existed for a while i'm doing air quotes because their definition of a while is radically different than my definition of a while but if you meet older trans people they understand that they are biologically male or female they know that will never change and that's why they are trans and they had back then the therapy was brutal it was actually it was not brutal it was strenuous um yeah some of the the questioning itself was just like wow like yeah i can't believe you're like that's even a lot for me to ask like that's that's a brutal thing to ask somebody but the reasonings behind their transition were much different than they are now now you can just say i feel a certain way then you couldn't even say that then it was you know lots and lots of different kinds of therapy and and it makes up for two it it made up for not many trans people existing number one but it also made for more of an authentic transition number two now you have old trans people transitioning uh old males transitioning right and and calling eddie izzard right calling himself a woman and then openly admitted admitting that dressing like a woman and looking like a woman turns them on all the time so you know if this is a fetish that wouldn't have been able to happen back in you know the 60s and 70s that wouldn't have been even in 80s that wouldn't have been able to happen and maybe even early 90s if you if you had a fetish you wouldn't transition you know there had to be genuine authentic reasons to your transition other than it being a fetish and this is something we overlook now and it's a lot of the times i found that the older trans people in the movement are not pushing for this hard queer theory gender ideology thing either they understand they're victims of it they understand that they have to present a certain way because of society they understand the ramifications of it and i've even met a few trans identified males who are huge supporters of radical feminism and why why shouldn't you be you know kind of thing and i completely agree and there are trans people i've spoken to who understand exactly what i'm saying and they understand that i'm not targeting them specifically but i'm targeting their community that has been associated with them but the reason but the difference is this i don't expect men to fix anything inside radical feminism that i find wrong right if if a radical if radical feminist decided to literally eradicate all men right let's just say we started a campaign to literally kill all men or to uh gulag all men let's just say gulag right so we we're starting a campaign to gulag all men every single man on the planet men's critiquing of that wouldn't be a man's job to undo it 
right? We would have to fix that within our own community. If, if there are radical feminists in, in the community that was like, yo, this is wrong. We should not gulag all men. Then we would have to fix ourselves. It's not up to the person being oppressed to fix it. And it's not up to women to fix the trans community. It's up to the trans community to fix it. It's important for the trans community to listen to the oppressed class and understand they are walking all over the oppressed class and they are using the tools of the oppressor. They are using tools of patriarchy. And and, and if this is something that they also hate so much, then them using it is very counterintuitive, you know? The same way it's not a woman's responsibility to stop domestic violence. It's not a woman's responsibility to stop rape. It's not a woman's responsibility to have a curfew. It's not a woman's responsibility to stop the things done to her forcefully. It's not a woman's responsibility to not buy fast fashion, especially when, once again, as I mentioned in my past episodes, women make less money than men and more likely to be single mothers and you know food buyers and with limited access and rent and mortgage and bills when all you can afford is fast fashion to look decent at your job then that's what you have to buy and yes women are and women and children work in these slave factories in fast fashion as well and yet it's men who force them into this or sell these women and children to these factories for money so it's a huge systemic issue once again thank you for listening and this is why it's so important to be a woman separatist to be a female separatist this doesn't mean you need to kick your husband to the curb your boyfriend to the curb it just means start to see the critical aspects talk to only women about women issues don't involve him and if he wants to get involved make him promise he will listen and make him promise he won't react so when he does you can say something and just know that I'll always have your back thank you for listening you can find me at Reagan's 3 or Reagan's 8 on Instagram have a good night you guys